Hey, church, it's Pastor Mike. Welcome to my seven-minute almost daily podcast where we're just trying to adapt to the cultural changes that we find ourselves in, the stuff the pandemic has pushed upon us, pretty much unavoidable. But we're leaning in, trying to figure out how to get better. We call it ReChurch. Well, listen, I don't don't want to compare myself to the disciples. There's no comparison. I, I don't compare. Can't even imagine what life was like for the first followers of Christ. I'm among millions of good company. I'm not in this thing alone like they were in so many ways. But I must admit that I feel a little bit what like I think they might have felt in what Luke covers in chapter 9. Jesus is coming to the end of it, the end of this life, and he knows it. And he sets out, the Bible says, resolutely for Jerusalem, meaning this is a difficult path. This is a difficult walk. This is the last time. So he's walking, lifting left foot, lifting right foot, lifting left foot, lifting right foot on his way to the end. And all he needs is a place to stay, a place to rest. But the village that he go to, goes to doesn't receive him. And the disciples, they, they don't know exactly what's coming, but they have seen the kind of abuse that has been flung at their king, who they know have experienced and watched lay down his life. They, they've, they've discovered no one of greater mercy and compassion and power. Okay, those things are usually not coalesced into one person. Power corrupts. It doesn't normally create compassion. So to have enormous power, but to not wield that power for your own ends, and instead to have compassion and mercy on even enemies is unheard of. They've watched Jesus' life. They've experienced Jesus' heart. They've heard his words, and they are now very deeply connected and protective. They don't understand that he doesn't need to be protected, but that, that's what you do when you love somebody. You jump in front of the bullet. You push him out from in front of the car. You stop any aggression against them. That's what love looks like. So in this town, in Jesus' final walk, says no, James and John turn to Jesus and say, hey, you want us to call fire down from heaven and destroy them? 
and and I think this is what plenty of mel well-meaning Christians might be having stirred up inside of them when we look around and see our nation it's moral fiber it's constitutional foundation being obliterated i think some i think some well-meaning christians look at what's happening in this nation and sometimes for decent reasons but oftentimes for not turn to Jesus or in the name of Jesus say we're going to bring down fire upon this thing we view to be wrong so Jesus turns to James and John the sons of thunder <laughs> and he says not only no but he rebukes them he tells them they are wrong it doesn't say it here but he would he would say like he said to Peter in the past get ye behind me satan this is not my way violence is not Jesus way ever it is terribly difficult to try to figure out what to do when we look around and see the kinds of aggression and violence in our nation being promoted or not being suppressed or discouraged when it's for you whoever it's for rarely suppresses it we always suppress it when it's for the other but Jesus says no absolutely not I don't care what your cause is, even if it's me, Jesus says, no, violence will not do. It's hard to know what to do. But we know this. Violence is never the answer. And for God's sake, while you're doing violence, don't drag Jesus' name into it. Please don't do that.